0: Good morning. Welcome to Oh fuck. It's been a week got since it. we've done this. So. You got it, Ben. Welcome to episode 134. Is
1: I think wrong? it's I think it's 135. I think so too. I didn't God even oh idiot. Uh, what? No, it is 134, but I didn't even number last week's episode. God damn what it. What do you mean you didn't number it? i have to put in what episode number it is when i'm posting it hold on i can fix it right now but you were right it was 134 i think that's like four weeks in a row you've got it right yeah times have changed (laughs) um
0: the planets they must be in retrograde or something
1: mercury is in retrograde
0: Oh, oh see i knew it um yeah so welcome to the 134th rendition of the old girl here the uh sunday conversation podcast presented by taco casa still waiting on the fucking fire marshal so no opening yet even though i think we said it open but whatever it's all good that's what happens when you're our, our lead sponsor you get um you get misrepresented sometimes so uh it's still not open but it's coming soon, like pretty much. I mean, it has to be on a Tuesday, so they're hoping for not this coming week, the next week. It's kind of a bummer, but whatever. So yeah, Taco Casa, um, that's gonna be huge, dude. I'm gonna, we're gonna, I want to talk more on that in a second, but uh, okay. hosted by us. And uh, how the hell are you, bro? How was your week?
1: Uh, I'm good. My week was good. I have been off since wednesday so you know a little five-day weekend going on um so it's been a very low low stress week uh i gotta update i do have something to talk about um in the show um update from last week about the dog uh i'm gonna rip the band-aid off i didn't get the dog okay good good i'm not
0: saying good but like good like I mean, I'm happy that you made a decision, and it wasn't rash and whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I listen in my heart of hearts, I wanted the dog. I, I you know, I thought that it would be. Um, I thought there was a lot of positives if we we're doing like pros and cons. But I talked to a lot of people. You know, and Aaron ten years ago would have probably seven dogs now. I probably would have gotten one and been like, oh, I'll, you know, fuck it, I'll just get six more. But you know, I. I talked to a lot of people. I asked a lot of people's opinions that I trust and, you know, I think, uh, uh, definitely a sign of maturity is when you are willing to ask other people who know more about subjects than you do, uh, their opinion on things. And at the end of the day, weighing all the pros and cons out, I just didn't feel like it was going to be the right decision for me. Um, You know, Sasha's almost 12. She is starting to show her age a little bit. She's, you know, definitely starting to develop some arthritis. And, you know, at the end of the day, she is the the queen of the castle here. And I didn't think it would be fair to introduce a new dog that would take a ton of work, um, as well as compromise my own lifestyle and have to worry about two dogs and going away and what to do with two dogs and, you know, all the, all the headaches that come with dog ownership. Not that it's very difficult, but um, there was a happy ending to a degree. Also just one other note about that. Like we didn't really talk about it last week, but you know, this woman, and if, you know, if she ever finds this podcast, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but it was completely unfair of her in the first place to, to, Basically, put the dog's fate in my hands to basically call me and be like you know if you don't take this dog he's going to a shelter I mean like how's that fair to me it's like you know taking your responsibility as the dog's owner and the person who got the dog in the first place and just trying to throw it on to me because you don't want the dog anymore like that's bullshit <laughs> Aaron Aaron
0: I have to say that this this uh This little story here turns into, you know, kind of what this podcast is in terms of no responsibility, my friend. You know, it's like she she basically is like, yeah, if you don't take this dog, we're going to we're going to have to kill it. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Right. Right. Like you know like fuck you lady yeah like,
1: yeah we're exactly.
0: dealing with enough fucking you know em- emotion and all this in-, in life and now you're gonna throw this at me too like nah. yeah but what i'm getting at is just like that—that that is the current mo in in our in our world it's like yep you know there's there's something called um Like simplifying and being able to take care of what you can handle or whatever, and then right. next thing you know, you start looking around and like, what is <laughs> the United States? It's it's a conglomerate of people who are in way over their head because they've, you know, they've been completely manipulated by this like capitalistic world that we live in. It's like yesterday yeah. I went and yeah. bought a fillet knife for fifty four dollars. Did I need it? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, and, and like, I just, it just, it got to a point where I was like, I just, I don't think this is fair. And I just didn't want to take on the responsibility. And, you know, I, uh, we can get to this a little bit later, but like I was yesterday, I was looking at, um, at going on a trip that I've been talking about for like three years now that I can finally go on. Cause all the COVID restrictions have been lifted, but um, like, you know i'm thinking about going to norway next year either in march or june i can't i can't really decide what time of year i want to go cuz it's two very different are experiences you, are you and
0: the lady going to go
1: um i don't know yet i haven't i haven't pitched it to her yet because it's like she would probably go in the summer so she's i don't, think she, I don't think she would go i don't think most likely <laughs> to get a call tomorrow at like 10am like oh so norway huh um But but like if I were to go there for eight days, like, you know, am I going to dump both of my dogs on my mom for eight days? And like, you know, this dog is apparently super high energy and, you know, likes to get loose. And, you know, so now she's got to worry about that because I want to go like, you know, just in the long run, it just it didn't seem like it was the right decision. Uh, there is a happy ending though. So I, I wait, so you're getting the dog. No. <laughs> yeah. He's actually, he's right under this table. No, right? Why under did you say that about the second dog? <sighs> no, I'm saying like, if I were to get the dog, if I had gotten the dog, like oh, doing oh, okay. something like that, where I just go away for eight, nine days or something like that. And then just passing my responsibility out to somebody else and, you know, God forbid anything happens. And it's like, <clears throat> you know, well, what the no, fuck? No, I get it.
0: I get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, there's a happy ending though. Know, when I, when I reached out to the woman on Sunday, uh, last Sunday and told her, you know, that I wasn't going to take him. I, I, uh, I said to her, I said, listen, if you change your mind about keeping him, let me know. I'll put you in contact with some, uh, some reputable dog trainers. I know. Cause I really just think he needs some, some good hard training and, you know, he'll be a he'll much better, you know, a quote unquote, much better dog in their eyes. And, uh, so at first she just said that she was like, you know, Uh, she understands where I'm coming from. She's a little disappointed, blah, 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 which was also a bullshit thing to say. Like, I'm a little disappointed, like that you won't take my dog. Fuck you lady. Like you (laughs) threw this into my lap. Um, but also, uh, so she reached out to me Tuesday and was like, Hey, can you send over some dog trainers? We're going to keep them. We're going to, we're going to try and do some training with them. So, so it looks like all is well, that ends well. And you know, you're
0: just saying that dude, he's, they're not training the dog
1: they probably cooked them last night they're they're um i think she's puerto yeah, rican no shit. So They probably cooked them last night
0: what is that <laughs> Do puerto rican no, dogs? No, i'm
1: just joking <laughs> um but anyways that that was the biggest thing that happened to me this week um uh you know it's been a nice relaxing week before going into uh into the busy season plus you know i still have, i still have three more weddings this year so it's, uh, it's nice to just get five days where there's no responsibilities whatsoever. But how was your week, Benny? What did you get into?
0: Oh, uh, week was good. Week was good. Didn't get into much. Just, uh, you know, kind of figuring some, some things out. We, uh, we put a bid, or, or we didn't put a bid. We, we gave a guy a quote on a, a pretty big-ass fence job. So, see what happens with that. Um, you know, just been watching the merge, bro, being a part of the merge. I I didn't know. I thought things were going to be a bit more exciting, but, uh, yeah, not really. (laughs) No, just lost a bunch of money, but it's all good. (laughs) Um, uh, so, I mean, that was, that's interesting. I've been reading a bunch about that. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that in terms of uh, Bank of America came out today and said that after after the merge, they feel, and it's kind of something I would like to talk about on here <clears throat> because well, let's do it. it's interesting. But so Bank of America came out today and said that um, now that the merge has happened, um, institutional adoption will be uh, much greater. So boom right off the bat there's a big bank saying that so basically which i'm not particularly mad about um the way like the way they describe what just happened with the merge and i keep saying that but ethereum became ethereum 2.0 but from what it looks like it hasn't like There still is Ethereum, and there is Ethereum 2.0. What it essentially means is if you own Ethereum, you get paid money on it, so you earn interest on it. Um, In the past, computers would essentially... um, do, do a math, um, for, for layman's terms, they would do a math problem, and if the computer solved it correctly, that's how you would earn the Ethereum. It was mind They call it mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so what the Ethereum merge did was they took Ethereum, to, uh, the regular Ethereum that used to be <clears throat> solved via computers, and then essentially a new egg would hatch, whatever, if you want to call it like that. It has now moved to, it's called proof of stake. And if you own it, you're getting paid interest on it. So just by owning it, you're making money. So uh, a little analogy I saw was like, before it was called proof of work, Bitcoin is called proof of work. So essentially Bitcoin is um you you can own the computers to do the work to to mine the bitcoin now you just have to own the currency like ethereum you have to own the currency to make the money so those who hold the most of it will make the most money right so there's a bunch of like there's a bunch of talk lately that 46% of the ethereum is held by four addresses right so all this talk of like um you know cryptocurrency and you know ethereum being like a decentralized currency technically it's not really decentralized because so little so so few wallets hold so much of the money so therefore it can be manipulated essentially and controlled. So they're saying that this, this merge was like the biggest point of this merge was it's a hundred percent like, like efficiency wise, it's cutting down on energy usage, like insanely, supposedly, 0.2% of the world's energy consumption was like gotten rid of yesterday. And they're saying it was like one of the biggest like green movements in the history.
1: They said it was like the, like the country of Finland, like there was using enough energy to power the country of Finland for a year. Right. So then if you start
0: to think back to like what we've been talking about on this podcast for however long, we're talking about how like this green energy movement Mm -hmm. that's happening. So now Ethereum is considered like a green coin. So they're saying to like watch for it because it's going to be everybody that's talking about the green initiative across the world. All these huge dollars is going to start flooding into Ethereum. Now, if you own it, it's great but then to get into it it's tough and then it just goes right back into you know it's like those who hold the most money control the power or whatever
1: i just bought a hundred dollars more while you were talking
0: Hell yeah bro stack it but so i guess that was kind of like a long drawn out
1: that's the point of this it's
0: so it's so hard to understand though and i'm i was trying to put it in like I mean, you can read it 13 different ways and it all sounds like jargon. So essentially by owning it right now, Ethereum, those who hold the most of it are going to make the (laughs) most money. And it like cut down the block, um, the mints from like 5 million a year to like a couple hundred thousand or something a year. So, um, I don't know that's it's it's interesting because shit dude 2017 I think is when I got into this shit yes it was so none of that stuff was obviously a thing and and just watching the whole ecosystem grow it's kind of uh you know it's like I what I'm getting at is I think we're in the middle of like watching a government kind of swoop in to what was supposed to be this like non-government style currency, I guess. Like what would your thoughts be on that? You know, it's
1: like, yeah, it's, it's a government that or a government. It is, it it is a currency not regulated by the government.
0: Right. It was more watching the government be on the sidelines at first. And then, you know, here we are. And they're, you know, it's like they just hired all these new IRS agents and it's like a lot of it is because of crypto, 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 crypto this. It's like, so, um, it's fun, fun to be a, a part one of the, uh, you know, we're, we're OGs, dude. We're OGs. It, it's, we're not, we're not 2013 OGs, but fuck dude. Ethereum we
1: only came out in 2016. So we're, I wish we were, that would have been cool. Um, yeah it's just it's very interesting to me i was laying in bed last night i should honestly start writing this down like i I, when i lay in bed like right before bed some of the thoughts that go through my head are just so like so connected and so well thought out and like these like big like overarching you know issues that plague humanity and then i go to sleep and i forget every fucking bit of it but last night i was thinking about um just capitalism as a whole and and you know obviously i like i'm not pro socialism or anything like that but it's just it's so interesting to me the way humanity works that we just are all every single person that's alive is a slave to this you know uh, theory of value that we've applied to something that you know was created thousands of years ago as as a way to you know buy and sell and trade things and well i guess not trade but buy and sell things and you know still like you know think about currencies kind of uh, genesis right in like you know thousands and thousands of years ago as a way to apply value to things like crops and clothing and you know shelter all that stuff materials to build shelter all that stuff right and at the time in its simplest form it makes sense right like we went from trading things that other people need to trading, you know pieces, you know, coins, pieces of metal as currency. And in its in its simplest form, it makes sense as like, okay, well, we've applied value to this here. I'll give you this, blah, blah, blah. And look at what it has spawned into today, where people work their entire lives to get it, and then, you know, some of them work until the day they die. And the reality of it is it's it's all controlled by, you know, a very few, a very select few um, people, and they just want to get more of it, and you, and make it so that you get less of it, and it's, it's just so weird that we've created this thing that humanity is so fixated on, and it's what we spend our entire lives thinking about and working for and going after, and then we just die, and it's like in the cosmic scheme of 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 the universe what's the point what's right. the point you
0: know? and Aaron, i mean that i got another little story like you know almost along those lines but not really and it's just like so we're in little corn island nicaragua okay a tiny little island all right and and we're walking around and there's all this bustling commotion and there's there's 12 kids you know standing around i want to say all under call it all under 15 right yep they were shooting marbles nice okay and for the next 15 20 minutes it was like we stood there and we watched them right and they're shooting marbles and here we are it's like you're looking at the hierarchy of the boys you Mm. know and it's like Who's the fucking who's the king? You know, who's the master? Okay. And it was not the fucking biggest guy, you know? It was a it was one of them the guys in the middle. And you know what he had, Aaron? All the money. A fucking pocket full of marbles, bro. <laughs> he had a pocket full of marbles, right? Yep. So in this, in this little moment in time, the currency was marbles. Yep. And he who had the most marbles was the king. So now I'm starting talking to the kids. I'm like, so I'm like, obviously you, you win the marbles, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, is there any other way to get marbles? He's like, yeah, you can go buy them at the store. So then at that moment here I'm, you know, 33 and was I, I don't know, 32 at the time. Let's not, let's not overage ourselves, <laughs> but I'm 32 years old. You know, I'm like, bro, I got, I got Ethereum. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, right. I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm like, dude, I need marbles. Like in that moment, like as a human, you're like, yeah. I want marbles. Yep. And it's just like, it's a perfect, it is like a perfect analogy for like capitalism and what we're, we're going back to. It's like, Adam. it doesn't matter. Like there's nowhere on earth that it, it's not in like human nature, Yeah. whatever it is, whatever the thing is, is you're going to want, I mean, the most of it, or you're going to want it. It's, it's just like, it's so weird. It's like, you know, it's like if, if you're a Native American and it's like, dude, you want the most wampum. What yeah. the fuck's wampum? It's a damn seashell. It's literally yeah. a clamshell. So right. it's like you have the most clamshells and you're the fucking king of this. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it is. It, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it does, you know, like financial freedom brings real life freedom and it does it, it allows you i mean that's the game right that is capitalism you it's it's cost of entry and once you acquire enough for cost of entry you can do whatever you want and like like that's the way the game works and it's a fucked game because we all just adhere to it and like you know then you throw in the whole government aspect of it and military aspect of it i mean and you just, the amount of dumb shit that we as a collective, the Royal, we as a collective spend money on, is just, it is fucking mind boggling. It's mind boggling. But I mean, that's the world we live in, Ben. And you know, you and I are just cutting out our little slices of it and, and chugging along. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a fucked game it really
0: is yeah and then and then you start to like really i mean your your little what you were saying before it like it rings so true it's like you know it's like you do all this shit and then you die and then it's like you know for what you know yeah, so that being said it's like i think there's there's more that we're supposed to be getting from from this journey you know it's like totally it's more it's definitely more spiritual i think than than we think yeah and i think go ahead no no i just i I just truly mean like you know it's like you know even fucking king tut you know what was he you know buried in gold and all this shit and it's like do you think that made a difference or do do you think do you think it has it do you think it has to do with maybe like this I'm sure he was doing some spiritual meditation, fucking that kind of stuff. It's like that's where that's where I think probably. Hmm. I feel like there's a difference in like royals, <clears throat> or like a like a royal king and then like a um like a native, like a native type king does that make sense like
1: yeah i feel like like
0: with with like i think the 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 medicine man in a in a tribe in the middle of africa is going to be much more spiritual than you know the king of norway with just gold around his neck who was put into his place or whatever via money
1: yeah well i i think that i think the difference there is the ideology that like take the king of england for instance Right. The King of England is born into that family and is meant to rule over these people, but will always be separated from these people because, you know, he is at least in the eyes of the way the hierarchy works. He's touched by God. He's above them all where your person who you're, you chief of a native American tribe or your medicine man in Africa, or your, you know, chieftain in a, in a, you know, a remote village in the Amazon jungle, like they're actually living and interacting with the people they're quote unquote ruling over and therefore have a more vested interest in making sure that the people around them are actually doing well because that keeps them in power, keeps everybody happy. The longer everybody's happy, the longer they're happy. The King of England doesn't give a fuck about that because the King of England is in his, you know, is in Buckingham palace, you know, uh, uh, untouchable to the normal person.
0: Did I send you the thing, the, um, the, like the 17 astonishing things that the queen left
1: that she left like left oh behind. my god
0: yeah like some of her assets was like um all the dolphins in the united kingdom like a, a wind farm on the you know on the ocean in some ocean um all of the land all of the ocean front property in like or or um uh the square of like some giant square in england um the entire street this other street in london that's like some of the most expensive real estate in the world um it was it was just like it like stuff you couldn't even think of now it was on the um the biz owners um instagram page okay i think i follow it i'm gonna look right now
1: um
0: Here it is. I got it right here. 18 things Queen Elizabeth owned that will blow your mind. All the dolphins in the UK. <laughs> Best seat in the house at Wimpledon. The Tower of London. Trafalgar Square. Queen Victoria's sketchbook. A winning team of racehorses. A tiara covered in 1,333 diamonds. The world's largest clear cut diamond. 15, 150,000 works of art, many of them priceless. Um, Henry uh, the VIII's armor, which the entire armor for the horse, the armor on him. Oh, a national collection of mulberries, a bat colony, nearly all of London's Regent Street, half of the UK's shoreline, the British seabed, that looks very pretty, um, an offshore wind farm, the UK's continental shelf, all of Scotland's gold mines, and that's it. Like what the like you're you know fuck like what the fuck? It's not even you know, and to think they're not even the wealthiest people on the planet
1: is yeah, fucking right crazy, <laughs> right. you know. But Elon Musk just comes and buys all that in one shot. It's like, all right, cool, cool. Well, still got 150 billion in the bank. But yeah, I, I uh, yeah, you know, but I
0: don't think Elon's even close to being the wealthiest on the planet.
1: Well, you know, sure. I think
0: right. the people that pay to be off the
1: the list. Go ahead, um, going
0: to say
1: yeah. Well, going just backing up a little bit to what we were talking about, like with like the spiritual nature of this journey. Like, I think it's about. I just, I wanted to get this in. I know it doesn't really quite follow what we were just talking about, but um, I think it's about finding what gives you that feeling of spirituality, whatever it may be. And then, you know, really just spending as much time as you can doing that. And the, the, I was thinking about that because I was going on my phone to look something up while we were talking and the memory, you know, how your phone does like, you know, we'll show you a picture memory. Yeah, yeah. Well, the picture memory for this week is from tomorrow of last year, and it's me and you outside of Shane's cabin with the Teton Pass behind us. Or the Teton oh Range behind hell us. yeah! See, and Shane's so Shane's
0: cabin. How could we forget?
1: And so, like you know, and then I think back to that day, which was you know would have been today last year, Saturday this Saturday last year, and like just the the feeling of. Connectedness. I had that whole day, right when we drove out to Shane's cabin, and you know the Teton Range was in was in full view, and then we went fishing um at Crystal Creek. Aaron, and I could,
0: Aaron, I can tell you right now that you were doing those breaths. You were like, like yeah, you, you just were taking like it in your breath every now and then, like off, oh, like it was like almost like not anxiousness, but like holy fuck, like this is. uh yeah. No, hundred percent. Like I, I remember how, how in, in touch, I guess you were. It yeah. Just, Cause there's exactly. a lot
1: to take in. It's like, but go on. Well, I was just going to say, and I feel like my, like part of like my spirituality or what brings me that like, like peace is just, is being outside, being in nature, doing the things I like to do and then being with people I I'd like to be with. And like, I got all of that all in one shot for the whole day. And like, I just couldn't help myself. You know, it's like, between that and then like standing in slide lake and fishing and just like looking around this beautiful lake and you know when we were walking up crystal creek and you know we're just walking through the woods into these like like it just would open up into these like these beautiful views it was just like it was hard to not just be completely at peace and like connected to the earth and right, like yeah. That, how that important f- that is. Right, and, and that- I think,
0: and and then like, okay, so right there, perfect example. You're standing in the place where, um, you know, who was it? Was it, uh was it Rockefeller? No, it wasn't Rockefeller. Who was the president? I um Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, sorry, exactly. That was like, that was out in that same place. That was probably getting those same feelings, and he was like, dude, we need to make this a fucking. a place so you know and and then you realize it's like you know there are a lot of places like that that will give you you know that Mm -hmm. feeling and it's like who's who who knows maybe that is you know there is some sort of you know magnetism or some sort of electronic pulse in the ground there that like you know opens that up even more yeah. like you know but uh yeah dude you're, you're a thousand percent well right and it's
1: it's it's funny Benny sorry to cut you off but like it's funny because like I like it wasn't always this way for me I would say it wasn't until you know probably the f- probably the second time I went to visit John in California and like we went and did some like things outside and I really got perspective for how different the landscapes can be in other places than you know what i was used to in new england don't get me wrong new england is beautiful especially you know the time of year we're coming into like this is when new england is at its prettiest but like it's so vastly different than what i'm used to and then like you know driving across the country and you know going to utah and seeing national parks in utah and arizona and driving through new mexico and like seeing like all the different things that like this this just this country has to offer like it makes you just feel a certain way. And so it's like, that's your spirituality. If your spirituality is, is nature and feeling connected to the earth and the planet that you're on, like then chase that. And that's what you, that's, that's what all the capitalistic drives that we have should be focused towards is chasing that feeling. And and I know, I don't know how much time do we got left? Four minutes. We're kind of all right. So
0: right. Like as to what you're saying, it's like, we've been talking about a lot lately about you know because trying to figure out where we want to live yep. right and like how do you break it down how do you truly right. pick a spot and well when you have no when you have no tie in terms of like a a job like yep. no joke if you don't have to go somewhere for a job it's really fucking hard to make that decision dude yeah, no totally. like no joke i believe like it. really because how do you choose and that's what brings me to um, okay, the wealthiest people, as, as fucked up as it sounds, the wealthiest people, they're not tied to one place, right? It's like, New England, absolutely beautiful late summer, yep. you know, late summer, you're gonna want to be up in, you know, on the on, I would say like the ocean. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, you know, fall comes the foliage, shit, they're gonna want to get a little bit more interior, you know, yep. like, of Vermont, upstate New York, New Hampshire, Western mass, like, you know, okay. So now, um, it starts getting colder, you know, you're going to want warmer Florida, you know, it's like, um, or, you know, forget that you go all the way across the map. It's like, you got parts of California. Um, it's like then, Oh, winter comes. So it's, I want to go skiing or, you know, it's like, you're going to go to the biggest mountains, the Utah's, the Jackson holes. It's Mm -hmm. like now, um, okay, it's, it's springtime again, Texas hill country, you know, it's like you start to name, but then that's just the United States. Then you got to look like, like, okay, all over the world, like get on our plane and go and all this stuff. So there's another, it's like when you do travel, it's like, you gotta, I guess, take it in because that's what it's more about. It's like, you're not supposed to be in one spot and it's like, and that's like the bummer that is you know the world we live in it's like people feel trapped and that's how you get depressed and you know it's like it's just a bummer but um so it's like you keep fucking the options open and it's like those things don't happen as much but it's just not really a possibility which is just like you know the fucked up thing about the world we live in but
1: you know, it's like, You're a hundred percent right, Ben. We started, we started as nomads and at some point along the way became sedentary creatures. And I right. think it's like even getting just back to your nomadic a, roots is important.
0: It's like, you know, back in the day, it was, it's about food. You chase the food, yeah. the fucking herd of buff, Buffalo went across the plains. You followed them. And it's yeah. like, you didn't, whatever you, you know, you get it. I get it. I, I mean, I think, or we're starting, you know, we're understanding. And
1: well, and I, in it. about- all, exactly. And all honesty, Ben, it's not about getting it because not everybody's journey and path is the same. It's about getting what makes you happy. Right.
0: But then it's like, in, in you know, could you, could it be said that it's like everybody's journey and path is pretty fucking similar. We're all going to fucking, we're all here for a while. And we die. Like I'd say, that's a pretty fucking similar path.
1: Yep, and it's just about finding the little things along the way that make you happy with the path that you're on. And say love you, say love you, Vi con Dios. <laughs> All right, hey, that's perfect, perfect place to wrap this. This might even cut out as I'm saying this, but Benny, great chat, buddy. Love you. Love you.